So, Berto, have you heard of the term gaslighting? Have you heard the term gaslighting? Oh, that sounds familiar. I feel like I have, but now I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Patron Rebecca and others actually requested that we do an episode on it. I've been hearing this term a lot lately, gaslighting this, gaslighting that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What do you say? I'm gaslighted all about it. We're going to talk about the definition, the history of the term, the technique of gaslighting. If you want to gaslight your friends, uh, I'll tell you how to do that. I'd love to gaslight them. How it sh- I'm going to talk about how it shows up with clients and with therapists, actually, and with professors in some ways. And I'm going to talk about how to counteract it. Welcome to the Psychology of Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I am a professor and a therapist. And my name is Humberto Castaneda, and I repair vintage microphones. This episode is just for patrons of the podcast, so if you're listening to this and you're not a patron of the podcast, this episode will end before the content begins. If you want to hear the full episode, you have to become a patron of the podcast by going to patreon.com. That's patreon.com. Patrons will get access to all the premium episodes on their phones or on the Patreon page. All right. Welcome to the Patron Zone, everyone. We love you so much for becoming patrons. Heart. We heart. Tell your friends to become patrons as well because we need another couple hundred so that we can start donating to PetFinder.com, which is an organization, large organization, that saves pets from being euthanized. And there's a lot of people who volunteer their time. I had a neighbor once who worked with PetFinder, and they housed like 15 foster animals at a, at any given That's time. That's crazy. And so anyway, all right. By the way, I have a pet peeve about heart. Yeah? Because the whole thing is a metaphor that has, you know, the heart isn't really where like your love is centered or something, but it's a metaphor, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't even look like a physical heart, but it's a metaphor for the physical heart. Yeah. But so then to turn the symbol that doesn't look like the physical heart, and that's a metaphor for love, into like, well, I heart you. It's like, no, you're going backwards, backwards in the metaphor. It should be like I limbic system you? At least. (laughs) So what's the definition of gaslighting, Berto? Oh, well, okay. So gaslight to me is like when the gaslight goes on, you're running out of fuel, you're running on empty, running on empty, running on something. So... um. Maybe it is depleting someone. Like uh, maybe if you're gaslighting someone, you're like burning them out or you're pushing them to the edge. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you don't know what gaslighting means? I really don't know what it means. Oh, you haven't heard it in the media. Well, I I feel like I have. It sounds familiar, but I don't really know. Okay. I thought you're usually on the cutting edge of this sort of stuff, so I'm surprised. Maybe when you say it, I'll be like, duh, because I forgot. Well, once I tell you, okay. So the definition, there are many, but the one that I will say is that it's a tactic that someone uses or an organization that uses to make someone or a group of people question their reality, usually to gain some sort of power over the victim. So gaslighting. So just I'll just I'll do an example, Berto. Um, So I'm going to kick your knee Ah! and then. Uh, I'm going to go, why did you just make a sound? What? Be, uh, oh, because, oh, you've just gaslighted me. 
<laughs> you gotta. Yeah, I know you're trying to help me out, okay, but just okay. react. All more. right. Uh, okay. Am I too helpful? Am I too easily hypnotized? <laughs> Everyone's gonna think gaslighting is is. Uh, <laughs> so why did you make a noise, Bruno? Because you kicked me. No, I didn't. Well, I thought you ki- you said I'm gonna kick you, and then you kicked well, me. Well, the- remember that time when you thought I kicked you and. I didn't kick you, and you were totally like just making it up in your head. You, you mean just thing? now? Like, no, that uh, before, like a couple months ago, you did it. I, I totally, I totally remember. I actually have video that I could pull up. Oh my! I, I, it's gonna be. Believe me, what? I have. Believe me, believe what? me. You frequently will claim. I feel like you're gaslighting me. Yeah. So that that's that's like a <laughs> mini version of. Is, is, does it refer to actually not the gas in a tank, but rather like gas? powered lights i'll get to that in a second it it has nothing to do with With gas or lighting yeah it's just it's actually from a movie but i'll get more of this um (laughs) (laughs) i'm super helpful (laughs) well what's so funny was i asked you for the definition and instead of saying i have no idea (laughs) you tried to make up a definition but the whole time i thought you were in your typical irony state i see well because what's funny is you know how sometimes you'll start the episode by asking me what do you think this means yeah so i thought that was what we were doing you're like what do you think gaslighting means Uh, Okay, so gaslighting is a tactic someone uses to make someone question their reality, usually to gain some sort of power over the victim. Common techniques, uh, this is a common technique used by psychopaths or abusive people, domestic violence people, dictators, cult leaders, this sort of thing. Because these people tend, like psychopaths, tend not to care about other people's feelings. Right. They don't care about the judgment from other people quite so much. And lying sort of comes more natural, maybe. Because they don't have empathy. Yeah, Yeah, because they don't... When you don't care about hurting other people's feelings and you don't care about the judgment of other people, then you care less about lying. It's more instrument... It's more practical in that sense. Because, you know... it. The the weird thing is is that and psychopaths will exploit this is if you really wanted to lie and get away with it you could do it a lot sure I mean you, you could have to like really lie like yeah just, look in the eyes and be like yep we'll just stick to it and yep. and and just never never admit you know I, you you could get away with it. like say you wanted to cheat on somebody yeah. You could easily cheat and just lie and lie. Oh no, I was I'm you know I was busy at work. And yep. how come I? How come you didn't answer your phone? Oh, my phone was off. Right. You know, or it ran out of battery. And you know, you really you work till two in the morning. Yeah, the bot. You know, you just yeah. There are certain lie, and and most people will not check, especially if the lies seem credible. And psychopaths right. are usually pretty good about. But that. you could even imagine like, hey, uh, so you stole me a hundred bucks from that thing. Uh, no, no, I, I paid you back. Yeah, I gave you. Mm. You were drunk. You don't remember. No, I. Uh. Yeah, right. So it's like it's hard for either to prove anyway. So yeah. the point is, is that uh, psychopaths might use gaslighting as a as a technique to exploit other people. Um, also, psychopaths tend not to care so much about having close, honest relationships with people. So they might resort to gaslighting as a way of getting what they want. I remember seeing this term gaslighting in the 90s in domestic violence literature, but it was really uncommon. But in the past six months, 12 months, it's been showing up a lot more, which I'm really wow. surprised you haven't you haven't come across it. I, I Now that you've told me what it is, I 
don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. Like the term does sound familiar, but I don't remember it in this context. Right. <laughs> Other terms that are related are brainwashing, propaganda, fake news, I- ideological framing, media manipulation, post-truth, ambient abuse, crazy making communication, and spin. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember yeah. in The Simpsons when uh, Phil Hartman's character, like Marge is like, well, you you said such and such. He's like, well, there is the truth. And then he's like shaking his head, no. And then there's the truth. And then he shakes his head, yes. <laughs> the gaslighting, the term, came from a famous play and movie from the 30s and 40s. The most famous one is 1940. There was two movies. But the fa- famous movie, 1944, Gaslight. It's called Gaslight. Oh. And it's with Ingrid Bergman, who was in Casablanca, you might remember. Yeah. And she actually won an Oscar for her role in Gaslight. Really? At Best Actress, yeah. So I was never going <laughs> to no. hit this one. No. Basically, in this movie, in this play, an evil dude uh, kills someone to get some jewels but can't seem to find the jewels and then waits a while for the niece to grow up who who inherited the jewels, marries the woman who is Ingrid Bergman. Bergman. He tries to drive Ingrid Bergman crazy so that he can make off with the jewels. He, he can't seem to find the jewels in the house, so he has to marry her and then make her crazy and, and convince everyone that she's a kleptomaniac and delusional and like her brain isn't right, so then they would think she stole the jewels or something. It's a very convoluted plot. Whoa, spoiler alert. But anyway, yeah, uh, 70 years later, the wife loses like a brooch and her husband uh, says, oh, you took that. You, you, you know... She's oh, like, where's my brooch? She's like, oh, I saw you. Or a pic, you know, he takes a picture down and like destroys it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what happened to the picture? And he's like, uh, I saw you the other day. You took it down. You don't remember that, but you did. And then she starts, you know, he moves things around. And oh my God. She starts going crazy. And also the wife sees the gas lights outside the house because uh-huh. it's, you know, these gas lights. I knew it. See, I was right. They dim and brighten. Uh-huh. Oh, and the husband says, no, they're not. They're not dim and, you know, that's uh, that's all in your mind. I, you know, and so she starts thinking she's going crazy. Oh. Uh, hence the term gaslight. Yeah. Uh, See, I was right. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. At the end of the movie, she ends up outing him and a, a guy helps her and. So that's uh, crazy that she's able to pull back out of that. Yeah. Tail spin. Right. She pulls out and confronts him. Okay. So the technique, how to gaslight, uh, how, what are the principles in the technique of gaslighting, Bruno? Well, I suppose that first off the person doing the gaslighting needs to be like ice cold, steady in their, in their story. Like their story has to be like, steady as it goes so that the other person doesn't start finding inconsistencies in what the other person is saying. Okay. that would be, well, although they could double play it, like, no, I never said that, fine. But in general, I think if you're going to lie in this situation, you have to, like, appear really serious and, and, and honest, you know? Right, yeah. Second, I think you need to use things that are not provable. Like, because if you're like, uh, I took your, you, you know, you threw your wallet away. I'm like, well, here's my wallet. That that doesn't work. But if it's right. like something you can't really verify, now you're planting the seed of doubt whether or not you believe it. But um, an asterisk to that is you can actually break down methods of proving things. So someone could say, 
Well, I actually went to the library and found this study, and and then the abuser could say, "Well, that's just propaganda. You know, that's right. that's put out by people who have an agenda. Yeah, they're the ones that are lying. I'm telling you the truth. Right. So I guess it could get even more elaborate, but maybe there's there might be some upper bound where it's like, no, no, I'm standing in the thing you said was not there, and I'm standing it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay, and then, but in more severe forms, you as another asterisk, you you can break someone's. I see. <laughs> grasp on their own confidence so nothing, of reality to the point where you could actually lie to them. Nothing sacred then. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess another another aspect might be uh, some sort of position of power or influence that, of the person that's doing the gaslighting. Yeah. And maybe they are trying to gain even more power, but like I think if they already have some sort of reason why the other person would even, even half consider what they're saying. You know? Right. It'd be hard for... Just a random person that you pass by on the street to gaslight you. Yeah. You'd have to be in an ongoing relationship where the gaslighter has some ability <laughs> to, to, to have power over you. Like yeah. I saw this video on YouTube where there, it's one of those prank videos, but this, this kid is sitting there like playing a Nintendo or something. And this guy comes up, obviously older than him, but still like 19. And this kid is like maybe 13 or something. And the guy's like, hey... And the kid looks up. He's like, hey, I listen, I, I'm your actual father. And the kid's like, uh, no, you're not. He's like, I look, I didn't want to tell you this way. I missed all your baseball games, all these things. But I, he's like, uh, no, no. And he's like, dad? And then like his actual dad's like nearby. And he's like, okay, so that, that one didn't work because you have the proof right here. But it was funny because it's a total stranger coming up to you be like, dude, I'm your father. <laughs> So that was like a like a prank video. That yeah, someone... one of those many YouTube prank videos. I I I usually hate those because I th <laughs> think they're usually staged and or just like not nice to random people. It, it, that's absolutely true. This this happens to be a channel called Limitless X XP, mm -hmm. and it's a guy who lives in Vegas, and he does it mostly to tourists with sort of really innocuous stuff like yeah. asking for numbers and things like that. But um, doing it to a kid, you could get yourself locked up. Yeah, especially when the dad came over and he was this like huge dude. He's like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> sounds was sounds little, staged to me. Not to not to accuse your you know reality, but I, I dare you to watch and tell me that it's staged. Yeah, <laughs> All, yeah. I mean, because I used to like those videos too. Like they used to have ones where. People would steal a bike and then yeah, chase I, them down. I have and, seen all those, and, and those, and those are staged. yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So those are all good identifications of the technique of gaslighting. Uh, just to reiterate, or just to go deeper on that, is you want to slowly introduce the lies and deception. You don't want to just blast them right off the bat. You have to you have to ease them into it because the whole idea of gaslighting is you want to you want to manipulate the person into not believing their own mind. And and that's an important thing about gaslighting. Simply lying to someone is not gaslighting. If I just lied to you, Berto, and said like, you know, I didn't kick your leg, you'd be like, you, you would, you, you would in this state right now, you yeah. still have a grasp on your own confidence in your own reality yeah. checking. Yeah, well, you're just being weird. Okay, At, whatever. Or you're lying. You, yeah. you, you would be able to hold to that. You'd be like, why is Kirk lying? You, you'd yeah. be a little, maybe you'd question yourself a little bit. Sure. But in order to truly gaslight, you have to break the other person's confidence down to the point where they don't even, they don't even trust their own grasp on reality. That's right. what you have to do. You have to... It's a it's a brainwashing, abusive 
tactic that is done over time in which the victim doesn't have a way to get out of it. I think what would be really effective is if you could get other people in on it and appear yeah. like you had nothing to do with several of the instances. Absolutely. You have to deny the truth wholeheartedly. You have to deny any proof of the truth. Like I said, you could, you know, oh, that study, you know, you know, scientists, they have an agenda um, or, you know, just other kinds of denying of proof. Um, people might even cherry pick scientific research to back up their claims. Um, you also want to isolate the victim in some ways, either in very real ways or to isolate them in a way that it's harder for them to get support for their version of reality. You, you want to wear the victim down. Obviously I'm not, you know, prescribing this to people. This is awful abusive behavior, but I'm framing it that way. Step one. Yeah. (laughs) And your guide for gaslighting. (laughs) People who gaslight will decrease the victim's self-esteem through put downs. Like you're too sensitive, you're paranoid, you're crazy, you have a bad memory. You notice when I did it with you, I was like, don't you remember? I did this to you two months. You said the same thing to me two months ago, and I didn't kick you. Like if I really held to that, I said, I even have a video. I'm not going to show it to you right now, but I I have proof. I have you on video. Yeah. And then I and then you'd be like, show me, and I and I'd just be like, ah, oh, it's on another computer or something. And then I, I'd be just putting. You have bad memory. That yeah. was that was sort of my little. And you're ga- doubling down. Yeah, you're tripling down. Yeah, I'm just and you know eventually you might start believing that. Like, wait, I guess I do have a bad. I guess I do forget something sometimes. You know, and That's crazy. and then is it, when you break someone down again over a span of time. You can just flat out lie to people and say, no, you, that's not what you said. You said this. And then the person's like, well, I, my memory's bad, so maybe the person's right. They seem to be very confident in their, in their memory, and I'm not so confident, so maybe they're right. I will say that this has happened to me before with uh, someone, and I don't know. It, I don't feel like their intention was to, quote, unquote, gaslight me as much as it was to protect them, their own sense of self and what was going on with them uh but definitely had that feeling of like i i would say like well this happened and the other person's like no that that never happened or that was a year earlier or that that didn't happen and i was like no it, it absolutely happened but then you reach this impasse where the other person's not like even questioning it. it's like nope that nope that didn't happen and you're just like and i remember i mean at the time, I was like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know. But you can't help but be like, wait, wait, am I? No, no, of course I'm not. Right. Of course I'm remembering, right? Right, because if the other person is so sure, yeah, then – and we've all been wrong about our memories before. Right. And since the gaslighter often has an agenda, yeah. you know, that it supersedes their, their goodwill mm-hmm. or their memory, actual memory checking, you know – they will seem extremely confident, whereas a rational person is never 100% confident in their own memories. Right. So it's like, well, he's 100%. I'm 98%. So maybe, maybe I, am. I am wrong, <laughs> you know? Um, also, gaslighters may use intimidation. They m- might make you feel afraid somehow, like a psychopathic interpers- or intimate partner violence perpetrator may threaten to harm the victim's children uh, as a way of of motivating someone to 
give in to the brainwashing. Jeez. Also, perpetrators might use intimacy. You might use the victim's need for attachment against them. Like, again, a psychopathic intimate partner violence perpetrator might become very loving as a way of kind of sucking the person in, into their world. Um, so let me just give a little short example that I typed up real quick here about a gaslighter. A psychopathic man joins a church. He gets everyone to hate the minister. He tells everyone that a good minister is someone who works collaboratively with everyone, not as an authority like this current minister. The congregation gets together and agrees, and they fire the minister, and then they they say, hey, you seem like a great leader. Let's make you the minister. So the psychopathic man becomes the minister. He tells his followers that he spoke directly with God, and God told him that he is a prophet. He starts acting in very authoritarian ways because he's a prophet. One of the followers reminds him that he said that good ministers work collaboratively with people. The psychopathic man, the minister, says that he never said that. He said, I don't, I, that never happened, that <laughs> uh, you're lying. The psychopathic man also says that if anyone lies about him again, there will be grave consequences. <laughs> the followers start to wonder if they're crazy because they remember something different. The psychopathic man says his memory is perfect and everyone else's is terrible. Later, he claims God told him that he should have sex with all the young women in the church. One follower says that that's a sin. And the psychopathic leader shoves a Bible in the man's face and says, find me the passage that says a prophet cannot share love with his congregation. The (laughs) follower is intimidated and everyone is afraid and no one says anything. And the follower is uh, just allows the leader to have sex with his wife, etc. This would never happen in the real world. Exactly. So, Berto, could you fall victim to gaslighting, do you think? Uh, not to that extreme, those poor uh, folks. Folk. Uh, but I uh, certainly, I can imagine being in situations, because like as I already said, I have been in situations before with, at the very least, where I would get into a standstill, where it would be so frustrating, where I'm like, I, I, this is not at all what I understand or, or the way I see this situation at all, but you're just like framing the reality the way you want it, and I'm so, fr- and like feeling powerless to like, what do I do next? Like, I don't know what the next move is. I, I would certainly feel like I could, I, I have been in that situation before with people that I feel are uh, psychopath or have psychopathic kind of behaviors in that sense, or at the very least very easy for them to frame things in their own way and not care if it's right or wrong. Um, I don't know that I could get them to question my reality unless it was such a well-orchestrated campaign with involving multiple people, multiple instances over a long period of time where I'm finally starting to... But even then, I'd, I would go to like... I would start getting like... CAT scans and brain scans and all these things to try to like make sure that I'm okay. I don't know. I feel like it would take a lot for me to fully believe that I'm going crazy. Yeah. Well, and maybe I'm overemphasizing that element of uh-huh. going crazy. It's more like, well, this other person, I just really trust their opinion of things. And my opinion is maybe not so great. So it, it you can it can be to the extreme where you literally think you're going crazy, but more often it's just it's just like a, a sort of dependency that you develop on the other person's version of reality. 
in my experience, the way it's ended up happening for me, and look, I'll just go back to, for example, my dad. My dad had had these tendencies. So, yeah, it's funny. I was sitting here thinking, like, well, there's these people in my life, but I can just go to my dad. So when I was a kid, uh, reality started getting distorted around me, where all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, hey, did have you seen my X-wing fighter and my Tie fighter toys? It's like, oh no. No, I haven't seen them. But they were in this closet. Like, It's like, I haven't played with them in a while, but this is where they were. Oh, that's really weird. Where, in reality, he had sold them. Right. You know? And and, it, and these weren't toys, you know, like parents have to sometimes clean out garage fulls of old crap. These were my two prized Star Wars possessions. So, but he's just like, you know, dead on lied and never gave an inch, right? So it did... Made, make, and it was my father, and I was younger, so I was like, but I always knew. Like, I, I never fully, like, I never fully accepted that reality. I was always like, Right, what well, it's, so if your dad said, no, don't you remember, you told yeah, that me. that would be the next. So yeah. that'd be actually gaslighting. Yeah. What he did was just lie yeah. by omission. Maybe he just never got to that state. Right, so he wasn't. He wasn't so abusive. Yeah. I don't even know if you're saying he's abusive. He wasn't no. so bad that he was like trying to make it seem as though you were to blame. What he, started? Yeah, sorry. He was just selfishly selling them and then you know going, "Oh shit, now what do I do?" and he was just yeah. like, "I don't know, we're there." <laughs> I think what started happening after that more and more is when it came to money, he would you're right that I don't think he was purposely trying to like you know, okay, now I'm going to fully confuse this person. But rather it was like, um, hey, didn't you borrow that money from such and such? It's like, oh, no, no, I paid that money back already. Oh, okay, so, so this is new money? It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Or like, uh, wait, why do you need this money? Because we did. It's like, oh, no, no, that's just, that's just, don't worry about it. You know, like, it was a lot of, like, what you see, don't worry about what you see. No, that's not the money. No, I don't know any. No, I, and o- over time, it became like this sort of game. But I always knew. I was like, no, this is this is fake. Like this doesn't work. Right. It's, so yeah. there are gaslighting elements to these things. Yeah. But I prefer to, and I'll get more into this later. Use the term gaslighting for purposeful, okay. malicious gaslighting, yep. situational. Sense crazy making situations which that was for yeah. sure are crazy making and yeah. can and can make you feel like what the hell is happening and and right. you could feel very uneasy about like wait so what is happening but the person is lying because they are uh they they're ashamed I see. and they just don't want to reveal and so if you never asked they wouldn't say do you know yeah. what i mean you were asking questions that he didn't want to tell I see you the, the truth. Yeah. That, to, that is a difference. Um, you know, whereas, he, you know, if he slowly removed every item from your room and said, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you're right. Then I think if it had been like that, at that, especially at that age, I probably would have been like, what the hell, my reality is effed. <laughs> right. So commonly what people will say when they're asked this question is, can you be gaslit? They will say what you are saying. Yeah. Which is no, I I have a firm grasp on reality. I you know I question things. I if someone tells me something that doesn't make sense, I fight against that, and all that's true. But under the right circumstances, you will 
you could absolutely be gaslit just like anybody else can. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Because no brain is protected yeah. from the uh, brainwashing techniques that can be used against you. Now, your life right now is set up where you're not vulnerable to that. But say you lost your job or your health right. or you know you were dependent you know a lot on another person yeah. and they were psychopathic and they just slowly over 10 years just broke you sure. down to the point where you just had terrible self-esteem and terrible uh confidence in your own version of reality like it, it could happen to you I see. now if someone just walks up to you and says you know join this organization i'm gonna slowly <laughs> you know you're gonna you're gonna fight against that but that's not gaslighting that's yeah. that's that's a lame temporary attempt to deceive you right gaslighting sh the term should be reserved for ongoing abusive breaking down of someone's self-esteem Berto, how does gaslighting show up in politics do you think <laughs> well, uh, that's yeah, that's interesting. So, um, I think at a base level, um, at least in modern or current political system around the the country and all the countries that I that you can see on TV and things like that, it seems like the the standard practice is: look, I'm not gonna quote unquote lie. I just need to say the thing I need to say so that people vote for me. Right. And so I do think that there's a tendency to be like uh, question every definition just so that you can sort of angle the things the right way. And the example, remember Clinton is like, well, that depends on what the definition of is is. <laughs> right. Well, or <laughs> I did not have sexual. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Sexual relations. Yeah. Was something it? like that. Yeah. Yeah, But anyways, so I think it is uh, – without the extremes, like of course there's the extremes, right? But without the extremes, I think that even uh, even not only in politics but also I see this in corporate world all the time because I used to work in corporate land. And it's like – because, you know, you know, vintage microphones, big corporations used to build them and stuff. So uh, you're in these meetings where they're presenting – like a VP is presenting to a whole bunch of people, right? Like hundreds of people. And there's sort of like a little bit of that. It's not the malicious – well, it's not usually the malicious like psychopathic thing. But there is this angle of of presenting what the team is doing in the best possible light, ignoring the things that are not so good. If someone asks a challenging question, sort of like, well, that's not how I view it. You know, it's like, didn't we lose ground to the competitor last quarter? Well, I wouldn't characterize it that way i think we have a new opportunity and you know like stuff like that and then when start when you start taking it to the extreme and you have more aggressive politicians that really actually don't give a shit you know then they just flat out start lying and then like it's like wait why is our water getting polluted like it's the water's not getting polluted that's that's misinformation like what study are you looking at oh yeah. that study is just one out of hundreds you know that kind of stuff right yeah this term is being used a lot in politics now but governments have always used propaganda or spin. All organizations like microphone businesses will, you know, they will spin the information. You know, any, every, every advertisement you've ever seen is propaganda or spin. Yeah. And, if, and if we define propaganda and spin as gaslighting, then every politician 
has gaslit their people since the beginning of time because no politician has ever been balanced in their perspective do you right. know they but all they, say they're <laughs> the best they all say the their, yeah. the other candidate is the worst they all say their party is perfect they all say their decisions were good but you can show examples of extremes that i think fit the gaslighting really well like if you think of north korea for example yeah right there is a gaslighting like times a billion right where it's right. like your our leader is infallible right bulls 300 in fact, my understanding is that the dead, the dead guy, is still the leader, and the son is just the uh, the deputy or something like Kim that. Kim Jong Il. Yeah, and then you could see it. Uh, remember when Iraq was falling, and they had the Baghdad Bob, the the minister of uh, publicity, that would still be on TV, saying like everything is fine. No, we're totally winning the war right now. Right. Like those are the extremes of propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and really, North Korea might be a better example of gaslighting because. There is no real way to fight back, and so, and they don't have free media or yeah. freedom of speech or anything. Yeah. And so, their people under the what I would call the real definition of being gaslit yeah. is probably there actually are. Whereas I'm saying Americans can't be gaslit by the government as it currently stands. People accuse Trump of gaslighting a lot. That's why the term is being used a lot, is because of the way that people talk about trump is you know what are you talking about it, it it was it was the biggest crowd for an inauguration you know even though there's proof that it that it wasn't yeah i mean i think he's i i think he's certainly lying you know just like flat out lying i think that to your point we're, first of all we're not isolated you know as a, as a whole whereas in the north korean case they're absolutely isolated right. uh and then second uh the like you were saying the stuff about threats you know like it, here, I mean, there's maybe to some communities there now are threats, but it's not a general like, no, agree with the president or you will be shot or something. Right. Whereas in North Korea, it is like yeah. that's literally what what happens. <laughs> right. Now, the one thing that I probably will say about at least heavy propaganda, you know, going into gaslighting that I, I think is probably the most helpful way of looking at in terms of politics today is that the media, both on the right and on the left, have been slowly gaslighting their audiences over the past decade or so. You know, you, know, you tell them lies because the whole idea of media is is to make money or most media, you know, yeah. and the way media makes money is by selling advertisement. I'm not saying anything new to people who have yeah. a brain, but you make money by selling advertisement. The way you sell advertisements is if you have viewers. And the way you right. get viewers is to keep them watching. And telling them the truth is not necessarily what's necessary to keep people watching. So you tell them a spin on the truth that gets people angry at an enemy, which if you're on the left, it's the right. And if you're on the right, it's the left. And that keeps people watching, keeps people returning. You get them afraid too. keep your audience. If you're on the right and Obama's president, it's the Muslims are going to take over or some other terrible thing is going to happen. The Antichrist or, you know, keep people afraid, keep them watching on the on the left. Now that Trump's, you know, president, it's, you know, he's going to destroy our civilization. Crazy exaggerations, like he's going to cut the EPA or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he and and so well as that. Well, anyway, so they're going to uh, keep people watching, and they're going to spin, and 
and at the very least that you could say spin absolutely gaslighting i won't say that they are because you know i don't like the term gaslighting being used in this way like like we were saying north korea is probably the only or one of the places where you could actually say people are being gaslit by the media or the government you know, I like the terms just lying. <laughs> you yeah. know, if if you think Trump is lying, then just say he's lying. Right. If he's deceiving, then say he's deceiving. If if they're using propaganda to, uh, you know, spin a narrative that helps their situation and and benefits their small group of people, the rich people or whatever, say that. But using gaslighting, you know, I think gaslighting. If you use it in that way, I think it demeans people that are actually being gaslit on a daily basis like North Koreans and the millions of people who are in intimate relationships with with psychopaths who are slowly gaslighting them. Yeah, at the same time, so A, you and I have gotten to debates before. I actually don't believe that the split is even 50-50 between what we the behavior we see from one side from the other. But that put aside, um, I do think that there are some things that, of course, nowhere near North Korea or anything like that, but at the very least, they're extremely manipulative going on right now. Like, you know, this this playbook is like, have people question everything, so then we're going to be able to deny everything. <laughs> and that's really, like, it's really a, a very manipulative tactic. And so, yeah, sure, of course, they're not imprisoning us, they're not, or they're not, uh, it, it, it probably doesn't fit that definition, but it is probably the closest I've felt in a long time to... Uh, to be like, oh, okay, so you just don't care anymore. You're just, you just say whatever. <laughs> yeah, and and governments have been doing that for a long time. I mean, the the cigarette industry right. did that for decades. They knew yeah. that that cigarette smoking was bad for your health and or had certain health outcomes that or raised the risk of certain health outcomes, and they just lied about it for decades. Yeah, because. Obviously, they make more money if if the narrative is upheld that that cigarettes are okay. <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right that that that's got to be here forever. Um, do, I don't know if you watched the uh, the press briefings, the Sean Spicer press briefings. I Sometimes. know you don't. I know you've stayed away from the stuff. Sometimes. So, what I find fascinating, and again, I don't know what the right label for it is, but uh, they fight every inch and every word, which it's almost like maybe that's their strategy. Like no. Don't give an inch. So, for example, the latest big thing, they were going back and forth today, uh, all this week about the quotes. They're like, no, no, no. He said wiretapping in quotes. And then one of the reporters is like, well, actually, out of the four tweets, only two of them had quotes. The other two did not have quotes. Right. Next statement. No, no. He said it in quotes. So, like, ignores that evidence, bulldozes right over to, no, no, no it's always in quotes. So, to me, again, that's such a, like, I, I am going to just make a reality, present it to you, and that's it. <laughs> which which is lying. Yeah, lying. And yeah. again, that's not gaslighting because right. everyone knows it's lying. Yeah. I mean, even people on the right are like, um, that's lying. <laughs> or at least it's it's heavy spin. Let know? me put it this way. I feel like they are good that they're giving their best attempt, their best college try at gaslighting the mass. <laughs> which isn't working, <laughs> which is not working because but... no one believes yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and and so so yeah, and just to circle back, I don't believe I'm not my claim is not that the left and the right have 50-50 oh, yeah, culpability. It's not I'm just sense. saying there's yeah. there's no way to measure that because sure. especially if you're embedded in a culture, especially if you identify with one side or the other because you're yeah. going to see everything in a certain way. And 
but if there was such a measure, it wouldn't be 1%, 99%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be more like 30, 70 or 60, 40, meaning yeah, yeah. that like, you know, whatever side you think is doing less propagandizing, they're still doing a shit ton of fucking propagandizing, which isn't helpful because it just keeps left and right fighting, which is ridiculous. Neighbors against neighbors. So I had, I had, um, you know, an experience growing up in, in Bogota during, as we've talked about during the, the years where, uh, Pablo Escobar was having a huge influence into the government and the country and all these things. And what was interesting there is, um, the left and the right there definitely was sort of like more of the same on both sides, minus some, some policy differences. But it was like the third parties that were starting to challenge the system. So in particular, if you remember Narcos, remember that guy gets assassinated that was from a third party, mm-hmm. um, Gaitan, or Galan, I mean. Was that in the plane or was that, did he get shot? He's a politician, he gets shot. Oh, okay. But anyways, he was a third party. And what I remember, and I wasn't super into politics, but since I was on the news all the time and my dad was always yelling at the news, <laughs> so I couldn't help but know some of it. What was so apparent is that on the one hand, Every day, like, uh, assassinated this, assassinated that, like, assassinations left and right, right? And the folks that were sort of representing of that were absolutely, like, if that, that's got to be as close as you can get to gaslighting a, a population without being able to success, succeed at it, because we weren't fully North Korea. But they were, there was, like, this complete denial that anything wrong was happening, that, no, there's uh, exaggerations about how many people died. Um, but it was but i think the reason it couldn't succeed is because there was still free media right. and and the the murders were evident and people you know like they were reporting constantly about it yeah. and to answer your thing about how they needed to make money you know the media needs to make money that was actually a, a good way for them to make money cuz like look more murders you know so we somehow managed to go through that process not being brainwashed but not because they didn't try they sure tried hard <laughs> well they didn't try to brainwash people. They just tried to get away with a with a you know with a lie, yeah. By just trying to to stick to it to see if it'll stick. I mean yeah. that's that's what a lot of that's yeah. what a lot of organizations will do. Yeah. But Escobar, I mean Escobar was yeah Escobar a gaslighter. Was. Well, to the people <laughs> around him, and, and maybe to the communities that yeah. felt threatened by him for sure, right? Yeah. Yes, but yeah. uh, but apparently not enough to suppress media and right. free yeah. thinking. Among. He wasn't powerful enough to fully right. <laughs> yeah, right. Plus, there's media outside of his country That's which right. will comment on things. And so, anyway, all right. So the clinical world. Uh, let's talk about that. Um, I've seen smaller versions of gaslighting, actual gaslighting, and couples therapy, or with parents with a history of relational abuse, like borderline narcissistic parents. Well gaslight their own kids, particularly when they're young. Um, it can be, it's on a scale from psychopathic to not psychopathic. Basically, you know, if you're psychopathic, we describe why you would resort to that because you want to get your way. You want control over other people and you're going to use whatever you got to do. And some and gaslighting is available to you, but other people who aren't psychopathic, who will engage in gaslighting it's it, basically it's the psyche's attempt to preserve self-esteem. You know, like you get into a fight with your spouse, your feelings are hurt, you you get angry, you you say some mean things at your spouse. After the fight ends, 
you only remember the bad things that your partner said, Mm -hmm. and you misremember the bad things that you said. Now, everyone's been there before, right? Right. And your mind is basically using denial to protect the narrative that you're a good person. Then you proceed to deny that you ever said those things to your, you know, your spouse is like, but you said, and you're like, I never said that. And this can feel like gaslighting to, to your partner because you're, you do have some power over the person in terms of relational power. Sure. And you're saying you never said those things. And it's, and if you really stick to it, it can really drive partners crazy. And I, I've seen this before in couples, uh, you know, basically the, the, the problem is not the gaslighting that that's not where it generates from where it generates from is a deep fear of being rejected. And so if you, if you kind of relieve yourself of the deep fear of being rejected, then you can start to admit that you did something wrong and, and risk your partner actually saying, ha ha, I caught you. Therefore, I'm going to leave you now because we both agree that you said that thing. That's the fear. Of course, that's not going to happen. It's actually the opposite. By gaslighting someone, it makes them more likely to run away from you. But essentially, if you if you make people feel more secure in their relationships, then they tend to not misremember as often. But I see this all the time in couples therapy. You know, people will sit down on, on that couch right there and tell me stories, which is totally normal. It's It's a normal thing they'll tell a story about a conflict and each of them will just have a completely different version. And not only just will they highlight certain elements of the story or sort of exaggerate, but when I ask them, so did you say that? Cause your partner is saying you said that and they'll say, I never said that. That's ridiculous. And they'll do this over and over and over again, again, not out of maliciousness, but out of their own, you know, mind's denial of something that is dissonant to their self perception, you know, and to their, preservation of their relationships. Does that make sense? Yep. Have you ever done that before, Berto? Oh, yeah. No, I've never. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> yeah. And and again, I, the the non-malicious stuff, I, I don't even want to call that gaslighting. I, I think it should just be referred to as selective memory or something like that. I think gaslighting should be reserved for situations in which the perpetrator is doing it on purpose mm-hmm. and, and is on a campaign, on a calm gaslighting campaign to mm-hmm. fuck with your head, which people will do. So I think we should reserve gaslighting for like the way the movie was. You know, we had a psychopathic person who was who was gaslighting his wife to make her feel crazy so he could walk off with the jewels. Um by the way though, yeah. Success is not required to call it gaslighting. Um if it's a terrible attempt, I might just call it well, I don't know. She she ultimately broke away. I would call it gaslighting temporarily that she broke out of. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of people do. A lot of people will break out of their d- domestic violence. It's like you couldn't you wouldn't not call someone a a you know psychopathic murderer just because the victim survived in the hospital after three surgeries. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but gaslighting doesn't doesn't have a finality like murder does. Sure. Right? There's a there's a threshold of murder. Someone yeah. someone has to die. Whereas gaslighting there's no but I, but I, I, what I'm debating is that I think it should be about the intent and the purpose of that of the gaslighter, not so much on the ultimate outcome of the gaslighter. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If someone is gaslighting you and it's not working, yeah. then they're still gaslighting they you. They might be a bad gaslighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 
Um, I've seen therapists use gaslighting uh, techniques to... Uh, I've seen professors use gaslighting. I've seen supervisors gaslight their really? supervisees. Yeah. Jesus. Basically, <laughs> it's, you know, because therapists, professors, supervisors in my field, they have a lot of power and they have a, a really strong connection to their narrative sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and they will have a lot of reasons that they need to uphold a certain narrative. Uh-huh. And they have a lot of people who are under them. And so uh, I've seen abusive, narcissistic, you know, psychopathic professors, uh-huh. therapists, supervisors actually use gaslighting as a technique. And, and you you can imagine it. It's like, as like, say, you know, say you're a student, I'm a professor and you had a, like a bad experience or something. Right. And with me and you came to me and, and you said, like, well, so the other day when, you know, you were in, when we were in class and you sort of called me out and you, and you said that I was a racist person, it, it's, I don't know, it just sort of felt a little harsh. And, and I would be like, um, well, that's interesting that you would say that, mm-hmm. you know, tell me more. And because I'm in a position of power, I can sort of force you to, uh-huh. to adhere to my, protocol here or my my procedure uh, and so you start saying well you know because you i don't know it just sort of hurts my feelings when people call me racist and and then i you know i might say like something like well isn't it interesting that that's how you remember it you know isn't it interesting tell me more about that and i'm sorry that you feel i'm sorry that that's how you remember it i'm really that sounds that i would imagine that would be very upsetting <laughs> um so, I, no, no, that that's that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, now I'm in a position of power over you. I can kick you out of the program. Yeah. I can fail you. I can ruin your career. Yeah. I can also make your career. And so I have seen professors do this. And it is extremely upsetting to me when I've seen it Man. happen. Yeah. Um, and because, you know, if if you're in a position of power and you're slight, even slightly psychopathic, you're going to... You, you know, you might turn to this technique as a way of eliminating a complaint against oh. you, you know, and, and, and therapists will use it too. So, you know, a client will have a complaint against a therapist and right. voice that. And then the, the, the therapist will say, well, this plays into your issues regarding trust and, you know, and that ha. kind of thing, you know what I mean? And we all know that you know, you distort reality. Oh my God. Sometimes. And, and, you know, you can slowly kind of break someone down, you know, right. uh, and people have actually been victims of that before. I, I just find it so fast. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's just fascinating right. that you're so exhibiting your own symptoms so well right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how can people protect themselves from gaslighting, Bruno? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think, one theory would be the more isolated you become, especially the more isolated with whoever, you know, uh, or sorry, the more isolated in general you become, you might be more susceptible because you have less frames of reference, less validation points, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You don't want to isolate. You want to get support. You want to ask other people. You want to get confirmation of, of your version of reality because – other people who are non-psychopathic are likely to go, huh, it kind of sounds like this other person <laughs> is, yeah. is, is being not so good to you. you right. Know? Um, or kind of sounds like your story is at least plausible, you know? Yeah. 
And then you're like, yeah, my story does sound plausible. Um, which I, I guess leads me to the second point, which is very related, which is feel free to double check, like talk, talk to others. Yeah. Check yourself. <laughs> right. Ask other people. Also, shed light on the matter. And also, try to believe... If you are being gaslit or gaslighted or however we're verbizing <laughs> this, this term, you want to believe in your own mind. You want to really try to believe in your own perceptions. Now, of course, we our memory is flawed and we always will make mistakes. But if you find yourself being gaslit, you're going you're gonna to have too much skepticism about your own perception. And, and so you want to, you know gain that confidence back however you can. Yeah, maybe one thing to try is if you feel like you're starting to question your sanity or what was right, get out, like go somewhere else, like not next door. I mean, travel. See if you can go visit family in the East Coast for a, a few weeks. Go totally get out of your of your current environment and then see if the problems continue. <laughs> right. And of course, gaslighters will not let you do that, you know, because they know that that will... Right. That will actually make you a non-victim. Also, know that you deserve better than that. I mean, usually gaslighting occurs within an intimate relationship. Mm -hmm. And what I want to tell people is you deserve the relationship that makes you feel good and that isn't harmful to you. You deserve a relationship that's supportive, that isn't exploitative, that uh, you deserve a relationship with someone who... Even when you are wrong, they're like, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it, that's what a loving person is like. A loving person will be like, well, that's not how I remember it, but, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. Even though you're pretty sure that's how things went, uh, especially when it's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Which it usually right. is not that big of a deal. You know what I, I, I would start doing maybe? is A, keeping a journal for myself hmm. and not sharing it, just keeping it for myself. And B, I might even try filming or recording uh, stuff. And again, not to confront the person because that might not do any good because they'll just deny or be like, oh, you, whatever. They, if they lied, they'll probably be able to lie in some other way. That wasn't from that day. That was from three weeks ago. So it's not to confront the person, just to have my own self-validation. Yeah. I actually <laughs> knew a couple where the one of the members did that. Uh-huh. Uh, because of this reason, that one of the partners would write everything down mm -hmm. as a way of protecting themselves from the personality disordered, you know, spouse. Right. Because and they were very good. the The spouse, the victim, was in a very technical job um. and was used to keeping very technical notes, and, <laughs> and they wrote very detailed accounts of everything that was happening. And whenever any major conflict came up, they would flip through this book and say like, well, actually, blah, blah, blah. And it was very effective, actually. Oh, <laughs> and it would shut down the other person because the other person was like, oh, well, if it's in your notes, I can't really <laughs> yeah, re refute that. I feel like if I was the, uh, what's it called? The gaslighter or the gaslighter or whatever, I would probably be like, uh, those are your notes. Of course they say what you want it to say. Right. <laughs> All right. Also, look for it. You want to you wanna look for signs of gaslighting because it's not something that it just happens all of a sudden. It's something that builds over time. Mm. So if you have a partner who, in the beginning of the relationship, tends to 
question your version of reality or tends to be very adamant about their version of reality. You know, it'd be like, you know, um, hey, how come you didn't pick me up? I was waiting for you. What are you talking about? Well, you said you're going to pick me up. No, I didn't. I, I never said that. And then you're like, yes, I'm pretty sure you did. And now if the if the other person is just like really like, no, you're crazy. If it, 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 It'll have an element of uh-huh. I'm absolutely right and you're insane. It, <laughs> now, because that's, that's a sign. Normal people will say like, oh, maybe I did. Well, wait a second. I don't think so. But if I did, I'm really sorry. But I'm pretty sure I didn't. <laughs> you know, right. like, like there's a way of reacting. Even just out of politeness. Like. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, there's, yeah. a, there's a pull. Even if you're 100% sure the other person yeah. is wrong, you'd be polite. You know, I'm you're so just sorry like, if, I, uh, if I gave that impression. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, yeah. Because non-psychopathic people and mature people know that there's really no reason to like fight this out right Right. it's like okay maybe i did say that i was going to pick you up plus the person just went through something bad like oh right never got picked up (laughs) right yeah they're in distress and so the polite rational thing to do is just to be like maybe oh my god maybe i did and if i did i'm really sorry i don't remember that honestly yeah (laughs) but oh my god i'm really sorry uh that's the rational thing to do and so you you just want to in fact you know what you go on a you go on like 10 dates with someone just walk up to them one day and said you said you're going to pick me up <laughs> and just start accusing them and just see what they say and if they react in a way that passes the test then go to date 11 and if they don't then that's that's it <laughs> great great well, advice <laughs> well that does it for that episode of psychology in seattle thanks for joining us patrons we love you so much Tell a friend about the podcast. Also, rate us on iTunes, because the more people who rate us on iTunes, the higher up we go on the search engine thingy, I think. Um, So, thanks for joining us. Please take care of yourself and avoid gaslighters, because... You don't deserve that.